Good day, Crime Talk aficionados. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. And the best way to describe what we have for you today is, well, it's WTF Monday edition of Crime Talk for January 22nd, 2024. Let's talk about it. Hi, lawyer. Lawyer. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below. Hit that little bell. And remember, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Yes, normally we give you a little preview of what we're going to talk about today. As I was preparing for today, it became very clear to me that the only thing that came to mind is a, is a, a theme of today's show was WTF. So as you're listening to the program today, Ask yourself how many times you say WTF, okay? First one, here we go. A 66-year-old woman in Mississippi is uh, charged uh, with murder after police say that they found the body of her son in a wooden box behind a false wall in her home. Please meet Jerry Robbie Israel. As I stated, she's facing one count of first-degree murder after authorities found the uh, body of her 42-year-old son John Allen Gaither behind a wall in her Gulfport, Mississippi home. Now, police started an investigation back in December 22nd of 2023 after one of Mr. Gaither's out-of-state relatives called to report him missing. Now, the last contact that anyone had had with Mr. Gaither was back on December 10th. So when the police started doing a welfare check and doing a little investigation and they did several follow-ups and began noticing a few discrepancies in Miss Israel's statements to the police. Throughout the course of the investigation, Miss Israel became increasingly uncooperative and uh, changed her statement multiple times, according to the police, and that uh, Miss Israel had previously been convicted of murder back in 1995, which made them a little suspicious, you know. Past performance is indicative of future results. And in that 1995 case, apparently Miss Israel made several attempts to dump the deceased body in that case in various locations throughout Florida. Police uh, also note that they, when they obtained a, a search warrant, detectives uh, entered the crime scene and technicians uh, conducted a search of her home on January 18th. And as the detectives walked into her room, Miss um, Israel ingested a handful of unspecified pills, which prompted to the need to take her to a local hospital. Now, during the search of the residence, guess what? They found a wooden box containing, guess what? John Allen Gaithier, her son, behind a false wall. Needless to say, Miss um, Israel attempted to cover up the crime by writing notes to various family members where she posed as her son, saying that, hey, I'm okay. Uh, multiple homemade wooden boxes were found at the house and in the garage. Well, Miss Israel was arrested um, after uh, she was uh, released from the hospital for taking those unidentified pills and is now being held at the Harrison County Detention Center without a bond. Needless to say, the whole murder thing, prior murder thing, possible flight risk thing, all makes a good reason why she's going to get a no bond hold. So I know Mississippi this time of year isn't as hot as it is, say, in the summertime. And sure, you know, killing your son, putting him in a wooden box behind a hidden wall and covering up for your son's disappearance by writing letters in his name saying that everything's fine. I mean, that doesn't make you say WTF, 
What really makes you say WTF is, what did she think that was going to smell like when it got hot this summer? Next, a neighbor is charged with killing his neighbor during an argument about, guess what? His loud snoring. So on January 15th, about 6.30 p.m., officers responded to a report of a stabbing. Police located um, Robert Wallace about 50 feet away from the home suffering from a stab wound. He was transported to the hospital, but ultimately died. The autopsy determined that Mr. Wallace died of multiple stab wounds and his death was ruled a homicide. Remember, we know what the definition of a homicide is. It's an unnatural death by the hands of another. Homicide. Anyway, officers found uh, Wallace's neighbor and the occupant of the home, Mr. Christopher Casey, with a stab wound to his leg as well. He was also transported to the hospital, but he didn't die. Uh, Casey's injuries were apparently self-inflicted and maybe accidental, maybe not. Anyway, Mr. Casey initially called emergency dispatchers and said that Wallace, the neighbor, broke his window and tried to attack him. On the front porch of the home, police recovered a large military-style knife as well as a cell phone. Upon further search of the area, officers uh, noticed the window of the home was open and a screen had been removed and placed in the nearby grassy area. Officers also observed some blood inside and outside the home. According to the affidavit, and the district attorneys have stated that Casey and Wallace were known to the Moreland Police Department due to an ongoing argument. They reportedly argued about the defendant's loud snoring, which Mr. Wallace could hear through the shared wall of the two homes. Now, um, the two men had apparently been dealing with these personal issues for around a year and a half, and the police had been called several times regarding this same issue. Police allege on the date of the fatal stabbing, Wallace went to Casey's home while he was eating, removed the window screen, and a verbal argument began. Then Wallace and Casey uh, apparently uh, spoke through the window for about 20 minutes, and Mr. Wallace then eventually calmed down and offered to help pay for nasal surgery to treat Mr. Casey's loud snoring. Casey allegedly unlocked his front door but kept a knife in his hand and a stun gun underneath a blanket. Now, it is said that uh, Mr. Casey described Wallace as being very volatile, and the affidavit also states that Casey said he did not believe Mr. Wallace's intention of trying to work this out and tried to shake hands, tried to fix the situation. It wasn't genuine. Casey allegedly used a military-style knife and stabbed Wallace multiple times. The uh, defendant then told the police that Mr. Wallace had not been threatening him when the attack occurred. Bad statement. Needless to say, Mr. Uh, Casey was arrested on January 18th of third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possession of an instrument of a crime. Bail has been set at $1 million. Now, sure, a lot of things here make you say WTF. How loud could the snoring possibly be? That's number one. Um, a year and a half, right? How bad would it have been that you want to pay for your neighbor's nasal surgery to stop his snoring? And then, once again, I think even the larger question is, why wouldn't you just let it go? WTF. Next, a creepy dad makes you say WTF. A 42-year-old man is accused of suspicion of fatally shooting a woman, injuring two family members, and firing at police because he reportedly was going to get kicked out of the home because the ladies heard or figured out that he wanted a romantic relationship with, wait for it, 
his own daughter. WTF. So on January 17th, uh, in the early afternoon, officers reports reported to a shooting inside a, a residence. When the police responded, they located uh, two women leaving the residence after allegedly being shot by the defendant, Mr. Michael Banks. The victims were apparently exiting the uh, house where the uh, suspect's mother and daughter were, and Banks began firing at police shortly after they arrived. The officers returned fire but didn't hit the suspect, and no one was harmed, thank goodness, since they fired back and didn't hit anybody. Anyway, Mr. Banks eventually surrendered and was taken into custody. Inside the home, what did they find? Well, they found the, uh, the body of Josephine Muentes in the uh, kitchen with a fatal gunshot wound to her head, and they recovered a muzzle loader on the table. A muzzle loader, ladies and gentlemen, is an old rifle or pistol that you had to load and push the bullet in and use, you know, gunpowder. So according to the rest affidavit, uh, Mr. Banks' uh, mother disclosed to the police that uh, she and Muentes spoke about kicking Banks out of the home because he was pursuing a romantic relationship with his own 17-year-old daughter. Banks' mother reportedly told officers that she heard a gunshot shortly after her conversation with Miss Muentes. She allegedly witnessed her friend collapse to the ground while Mr. Banks stood over Miss Muentes with the gun. Banks' mother said her son then fired at her and then she rushed out of the home. During the shooting, Banks' daughter said that she was in the shower, overheard the gunfire, and tried to keep in the uh, restroom um, with the door closed. Banks reportedly shot through the door, and um, it was about head level. Anyway, the uh, suspect's daughter escaped, thank goodness, and Mr. Banks allegedly shot her in the leg as she was running, running from the home. Mr. Banks said he overheard his mother and Miss Muentes discussing leaving with his teen daughter, and he became upset. And that's when Mr. Banks confessed to the police that he wrote a letter to his daughter. Sure, it may have been insisting that she enter into a relationship with him and not to date anybody else, because that's not weird and creepy, right? Anyway, Mr. Banks got angry with his mother's conversation, allegedly went to his room, grabbed his uh, revolver, and walked back to the kitchen and shot Miss Muentes in the head. Tried to kill his mother, aiming toward her head and the upper torso. Banks also admitted to police that, yeah, I shot through the bathroom door where his daughter was and then later shot her in the leg. Now, Mr. Banks allegedly then reloaded his firearm and left the home through the back door. And when he heard the police yelling before uh, they exchanged uh, some gunfire. Where do you begin with the WTFs right there? A revolver? A muzzle-loader revolver? Jeez, that's crazy. A muzzle-loaded handgun. Um, sure, they're old. Maybe he has a felony conviction, but that still qualifies that he wouldn't be in possession of a firearm. Um, WTF, um, wanting a relationship with your daughter? Weird and creepy, no doubt. Oh, there's a word for that. What do we call that? That's right. Best. Yeah. Mr. Banks, WTF, buddy. Next, another one. Little witchcraft, WTF. A uh, man in Iowa has been charged with the murder of his mother there in Dubuque, Iowa. A friend of Jennifer Ann Daisy called police just before 9 a.m. on Thursday after finding her body in the bedroom. Uh, records show that um, two of her fingers had also been severed and that uh, she had significant injuries to her neck, face, and head. Well, police found uh, Tyler Daisy naked in his room and uh, not even responsive. He was charged with the murder of his mother, as well as some animal abuse, causing death for the death of the family dog. 
which was uh, found dead on the sofa from various blunt force injuries to the head. Now, police found what they refer to as a tactical tomahawk. Now, I'm not sure what tactical tomahawk means. I know what a tomahawk looks like. You know, the kind that you throw at the tomahawk throwing places, right? But a tactical one? I mean, does that have like a little camouflage on it? Maybe some, you know, war ribbons hanging from it? I don't know. Anyway, they found this tactical tomahawk in the bathroom and its sheath on the dining room table after securing a uh, search warrant. Police did not say if they believed that it was, in fact, the murder weapon, but like I said, it was a tactical tomahawk. You know how those tactical weapons can be. So Mr. Tyler Daisy was uh, checked out at the hospital since, you know, he was a little unresponsive uh, when, before they questioned him, but ultimately he came about, he admitted that the tactical tomahawk was his and said that his mother was practicing witchcraft against him and had been doing so for several years. After that, he invoked his right to remain silent when asked about her other injuries. Well, guess what? The bond, $2 million. Okay, where do the WTFs begin right here? A tactical tomahawk? Pretty primitive weapon. It's going to be some blunt force trauma. WTF. Biggest question. Okay, I get it. Everyone's got some mommy issues. Not saying, you know, we're condoning people harming their mom. But using the tactical tomahawk on the dog? Is there no justice in the world, ladies and gentlemen? All right, up next, how about some WTF courtroom etiquette? So the stepfather of a woman stabbed some 30 times punched the killer at his sentencing this week in California during the time that the uh, killer was giving his impact statement. Needless to say, the uh, bailiffs removed him from the courtroom in a obviously emotional hearing. Now, urine... E-U-R-E-N, we're going to pronounce it urine. Balbuena was sentenced on Wednesday to 33 years to life in prison for three felony convictions, including the murder of his girlfriend, Zaira Patino Trejo. Now, Ms. Patino Trejo's stepfather lunged and punched Mr. Balbuena at least once as the victim's mother addressed the court. Now, the stabbing goes back to uh, February of 2020, where Balbuena and Patino Trejo were arguing in their uh, apartment they had a history of domestic violence in their relationship, and um, the mother could not reach the daughter. At the apartment, the officers found the victim dead in the kitchen and Balbueno inside as well. He was arrested without incident. So um, certainly, um, obviously, we're not going to condone murder, and domestic violence is always wrong. WTF, never, ever hit a girl. Everybody knows that, right? Should be the question for Mr. Balbueno. WTF, hitting a girl? Not cool, dude. And then killing her, stabbing her 30 times, even worse. Uh, but stepdad. All right, WTF. There's a way you behave in court. I get it. Courts can be emotional. I thought, I've had people, I thought they were going to come after me because I was standing next to the guy that did terrible things. I get it. But if you're going to do vigilante justice, you better do it before the police get there, ladies and gentlemen. You don't do it in court because you subject yourself to charges yourself. WTF, man. WTF. Next. Stanley Cups. We're not talking about the hockey championship. We're talking about the drinking cups, okay? Who's, let's see a show of hands, whose father had a Stanley thermos growing up, right? They carried it every day. They went around. And somehow, if you had a school event or it was cold, they were going to send you a soup or something. And they would send you with the dreaded Stanley cup. It was a punishment worse than death. Don't send me with the Stanley. That's dad's. Now it just shows you how things have changed. 
the dreaded Stanley uh, Cups are now prized possessions. And police in California say that they stopped a woman suspected of stealing these Stanley water bottles worth about 2500 bucks. So the Roseville Police Department responded to reports of a somewhat um, bold theft at a uh, store some uh, 25 miles uh, north of Sacramento. The uh, staff at the store saw a woman take a shopping cart full of these Stanley water bottles without paying for them and uh, walked out the door. The, the suspect refused to uh, stop. The uh, staff uh, observed her stuffing these Stanley cups into her car because, you know, you can't touch anybody stealing anything because you face some liability. And if the employee does, then they get either charged or fired for not letting the merchandise go. That's a WTF right there. Anyway, the uh, officers ultimately conducted a traffic stop because of the suspicion that the stolen Stanley water bottles would be in the car. Needless to say, a subsequent search of the vehicle resulted in the recovery of some 65 Stanley products and is noted 2,500 bucks in value. WTF. It's a water bottle. I know they're all the rage, but you know, 30 plus years ago, it was a terror to have to carry the Stanley thermos. I know it's not as cool as the Stanley water bottle, but times have changed. And Stanley being cool, WTF. Next, the great fried pickle, WTF. So a dude goes to the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, that had closed on Sunday, and the guy's name was Justin Carpenter. And he pulled up to this uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in, in uh, Indiana about midnight looking for food. What did he want? Not fried, not, not chicken wings, fried pickles. Apparently had a little hanker for some fried pickles. And uh, in an attempt to ask the uh, staff to reopen the kitchen, what did Mr. Carpenter ask them to do? Did he give them, hey, give you 20 bucks? Really need those pickles. Are you sure you can't, you know, make an exception? No, 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 no. He asked the miners who were running the place um, if uh, maybe exchange some uh, fried pickles for some drugs. And guess what, Mr. Carpenter? He's on an ankle monitor as a result of a prior drug arrest. Mr. Carpenter had a friend there as well who supposedly said, if you make us some fried pickles, I'll make it worth it. The employees didn't agree to the uh, drug pickle transaction, and Mr. Carpenter departed the Buffalo Wild Wings. Although, guess what? Mr. Carpenter um, left three small bags of marijuana on the restaurant floor by the counter. Give those bags to the kids, he said. Needless to say, police arrested Mr. Carpenter at a nearby gas station where he was taken into custody. Needless to say, he was arrested. Mr. Carpenter, that is, was arrested on multiple felony misdemeanor narcotics charges and booked into the county jail. He is also the defendant in two separate drug cases, which in, resulted in pretrial services like drug testing. Now, everybody knows one of the conditions of your bond is not to commit additional crimes. It's a violation of your bond. Anyway, Mr. Carpenter, he is once again released from custody. Guess what? Can't go back to the Buffalo Wild Wings to get those fried pickles. There are so many WTF moments throughout this. You engage in felonious conduct by getting the staff to give you the fried pickles. You don't get them, but you leave some drugs behind, which is technically distribution, if you believe it or not. And then you go to the gas station where you get your munchies fulfilled. I wonder, I doubt they had fried pickles, but you never know. You go to 7-Eleven, they sell those big pickles, right? They're not 
buffalo wild wing fried pickles. But you aren't. Are you kidding me? So this guy is going to go to prison for all, not only his prior drug cases, more than likely, but for this one. And he should go to prison for being felony stupid. Dude, WTF, what were you thinking, Mr. Carpenter? You are our WTF Monday edition dumb criminal of the day. Congratulations. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you. It was just one of those WTF days. Maybe it's just kind of, you know, my mood for the day. I'm not really sure, but I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time on Crime Talk.